This is HPR episode 1791 entitled Organizing Photos with Bash and is part of the series Bash Scripting. It is hosted by Tony Pelles and is about 31 minutes long. The summary is Use Bash to simplify the process of organizing and backing up photographs. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. My name is Tony Polias, and this is my second episode for Hacker Public Radio. Today I wanted to talk to you about what I use to import my photographs, get them off of my camera and onto my computer, and how I organize them. I'm not a professional photographer, but I do like to take a lot of pictures. Um, looking back through my folders, I have probably taken an average around three to 4,000 pictures a year, and it becomes or it can become quite overwhelming to manage. Uh, I often have very little time, and so I set out for a solution that allow me to organize my pictures quickly, make sure that they're backed up in case something happens to my computer, and uh, that I'll be able to enjoy them for many years to come. As a Linux user, I have a lot of options available to me uh, in terms of photograph software that uh, I can use to manage my library. Uh, there's Digicam, which I like a lot, um, Shotwell, uh, amongst others. But what I've found most ex- effective, at least for me, is to write my own scripts to manage my programs. Now, I still use software to edit them, uh, to manipulate the images, and ultimately to create something that I can print. But uh, to organize my files, to make sure that they're backed up regularly, etc., Uh, I find that the best solution is to write my own script. So today I'm going to talk about a script I wrote, and hopefully uh, you'll get an idea of what you can do yourself, or or you can use my script as a starting point to customize something for your own personal photographic management needs. The script I wrote uh, will be available in the show notes, um, and it's also uh, up on GitHub as a gist. So if you... Uh, like what you hear about, uh, you don't have to remember everything, but you can go on the show notes and see, uh, find the actual script. And I also would like to ask you if you if you know anything about Bash scripting and you you think you could improve my script, please feel free to uh, send me a pull request or make any suggestions. Uh, because really, although I do know how to write Bash scripts, I'm certainly no expert, and I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that are much smarter and much better at this than me. Okay, so before we take a look at the script line by line, I wanted to give you a high-level overview of what the purpose of the script is and how I use it in my everyday workflow um, to organize my pictures. So the most important thing uh, for me in this particular script is to uh, be able to take images from a multitude of sources and put them all in a single location and organize them 
into folders that are structured by the date that the picture was taken. Uh, specifically, I want them in a, f a folder by the year and then in a subfolder uh, by the specific date because that makes it very easy for me to go back uh, sometime in the future and be able to find pictures which were taken on a specific date without the need to have any special software to um, look at the meta information on these images in order to identify a specific time range. Um, and uh, because I take pic a lot of pictures, you know, I'm using uh, several different um, cameras. I have a digital SLR. I have a little point and shoot. I have my cell phone camera. So it needs to be able to interface with all these different devices, including other pictures that are synced to my computer through cloud services such as Dropbox, <laughs> and um, put them all in a single location. Make sure that uh, um, you know, the file names are, do not conflict and that I don't delete any, uh, images that may be duplicates or that I don't create any images that, that may be duplicates. Um, and the second thing that I want to do also is make sure that, uh, these pictures are backed up. So I use a couple of different services. I, I back them up to Google Plus. Uh, because Google Plus offers a lot of nice uh, features for photographers in terms of being able to share the images. And also it provides for an unlimited number of uh, free uploads if the images are underneath a certain file uh, or dimension size. Now I know Google Plus is not uh, open source, it's not uh, accessible friendly, um, but these features or the, more specifically, the price and the features are something that um, I like, even though it's not my primary source of uh, sh saving these backup images. I have also recently added to the script another uh, destination to back my photographs, and that's using um, uh, DreamHost's uh, Dream Objects, which is a Amazon S3 compatible uh, object storage. Um, and uh, what I like about it basically is that it's less expensive than uh, Amazon, at least to upload and store files for long-term backup. Now, one thing that I worry about, because I live in California, is that uh, some sort of natural disaster or earthquake will uh, completely destroy my house and uh, all the electronics that I have inside and that the pictures that I've taken uh, for years, dating back now to 2005, will be completely destroyed and lost to me forever. Now, uh, a lot of these pictures really are irreplaceable to me. I have a lot of family, you know, my kids growing up, um, things that I would never be able to go back in time and take. So I want to make sure that I take all the appropriate precautions to make sure this information is backed up securely or at least in a way where I feel more confident that, that it would be able to withstand uh, the event of uh, some sort of catastrophe uh, affecting my computer. Now, in order to back up these images, I also want to create thumbnails of all the pictures that I take because uh, some of my cameras uh, have uh, large CCDs take 16 megapixel images which end up being quite large in the file size so when I upload them to Google Plus or something I, I don't really need them at uh, those huge dimensions so I want to create thumbnails which allow me to resize the pictures into a size that uh, Google Plus allows me to store them for free now 
The disadvantage of uh, reducing the f the size of an image um, and backing those up is that uh, in the future, who knows what will be the standard screen resolution. Uh, we may end up finding out that uh, an image that's a thousand pixels by a thousand pixels will look extremely tiny in the monitors of the future. And uh, to be mo the most future-proof, it's always best to back up the original uh, files. But of course, the original files, if they're larger in resolution, larger in file size, it ends up being uh, more expensive to back them up. But I've come to a point where I'm okay with uh, paying the extra price to use something like uh, Amazon S3 or DreamHost, uh, Dream Objects to store this information. Um, because the pictures that I've taken uh, have a value to me and um, I want to make sure that they are uh, backed up safely and that I have the original files if I ever want to go back and uh, edit them or print them or uh, share them in the future. Now, if I look back, uh, I've been taking digital photographs since around 2005 or so. Actually, you know, I did have a, a small camera uh, that allowed me to take digital photographs a few years before that, but I look back at those and the the quality was so poor the image size was so small that it's almost it's it's really difficult to look at some of those pictures because they're, they're very pixelated blurry and uh, small in size now I first learned to uh, or I first really got into photography when I was in high school this would be around the mid 90s and uh, back then we used uh, film cameras and of course, uh, one of the big disadvantages of film is that it's um, relatively expensive. Back in those days, you could get a roll of film f of which would only take 24 pictures. And you'd spend a day uh, taking those 24 pictures. You have to make sure that you're metering the light and that you're, everything is in focus. And uh, then you spend some extra money to develop the film. And then you wait... Uh, maybe a week or so unless you go to one of those one-hour photo places and you get your pictures back and you realize half of them are out of focus or the uh, metering wasn't correct so they're dark or too light and you know one one of the really nice things about uh, digital photography is that we can look at the picture right away we can tell whether it's out of focus and if it is or if the lighting is not right we can take the picture right take a new picture again um, of course the disadvantage of that is now it's become incredibly easy to take thousands of pictures and uh, it uh, it's of course a lot more to manage for someone who's not a professional uh, like myself. So hopefully, again, this script will help you and address some of those needs as it has helped me. So without further ado, let's go through the script line by line and I hope to explain to you uh, what it does. Okay, the first thing you'll want to do is download the script. And like I said before, uh, I will include a link in the show notes. Once you have the script downloaded, you can just run it. Uh, the script itself is just a single file called import-photos.sh. So uh, if you make set that to executable and then uh, open up a terminal, uh, because this is a bash script, so you'll have to use it from the command line. Uh, navigate to wherever you save the file and type in the name of the file. 
name, which is import-photos.sh. This particular script also accepts arguments. And to get a summary of the arguments that this script uh, takes, just type in the name of the file, then space, then dash, then h, and you will get the little help, uh, some help text. It shows the dependencies um, for this particular script, which are gphoto2, uh, DC raw, Google CL, rsync, and S3 CMD. So if you don't have those particular applications already installed on your computer, um, you'll have to install them. Now you can still use the script uh, if you're missing some of them, such as Google CL or S3 CMD or gphoto2 um, or DC raw depending on whether or not your camera takes raw images but I highly recommend that you install all these programs to use the script to its full functionality now the different options that you have are uh, the first one is dash dash destination dash directory and that particular argument accepts a location where you're ultimately going to copy these images to uh, for me, it's an external hard drive that I connect and I mount through um, media-tier. And the second argument that the script can take is a dash dash tmp dash dir, and that accepts a location of where you want to store your or temporarily save the files. Because it does do processing to the images, it needs a temporary directory. The default would be uh, slash temp. For me, I use a slash, slash temp directory that is in memory so that to make it quick. But the disadvantage of having something in memory is that I can run out of RAM. So if I have a lot of pictures, um, multiple gigabytes potentially, I may run out of RAM. So I'll have to set a new temp directory to some location. Um, the third option I have available is a dash dash no dash google dash backup. If you don't want to back up your photographs to Google+, you can give it this command line option and it won't, it'll skip that part. The uh, next option I have is dash dash SD dash card, and that accepts a location of where you may have an SD card from which you want to import images. Now it doesn't necessarily have to be an SD card, it can just be any folder. You can point it to any folder on your computer and it will process the that that folder of images. So I use that uh, with pictures that are um, synced from my phone through Dropbox to my computer and um, I'll run the script on that folder and it will organize them into folders by date etc and upload them into Google Plus and whatnot. The next option is a dash dash no dash delete. Uh, the script cleans up after itself after it runs and it will delete the temporary directory that it creates. Um, if you run this option, it will keep the temporary directory in case you wanted to do any post-processing to those files after you run the script. And finally, the last option that I have available is a dash dash backup, which accepts a folder name and an S3 bucket. And this is for backing up your photographs to um, an S3 compatible service. And like I said, uh, Amazon S3 is the uh, the, Amazon is a company that created S3 and they have a specific API, but there are other services available that have a similar API which you could use the program S3 CMD for to sync the files. Now, 
I use this uh, infrequently. I will only back up uh, maybe once a year. So I'll, I have a whole folder of pictures that I've taken that year. And, and then after the year's over, I'll back it up into Amazon S3. So this is not something that you necessarily need to do uh, every day. So let me go back to the dependencies and talk a little bit about how each one of these programs is used. So the first dependency is GPhoto 2. GPhoto 2 is what the program that is used to interface with your camera directly in order to uh, download the photographs. And it's um, compatible with quite a number of models of uh, cameras. Now, I did have a problem with one of my point and shoots in running Ubuntu in that it was causing some problems at one point, uh, but I was able to fix it by simply updating uh, GPhoto 2 and also DC RAW. So if you're having any issues with either one of those programs, I highly recommend that you seek out the latest version of those and download and install it onto your computer. The second uh, dependency is DC RAW. That's to convert RAW images. Raw, raw, many of the new cameras take what's called a RAW image, uh, which is um, basically a capture of all the information that the CCD can get. Now, in order to display an image, and the image that's displayed cannot or may not be able to show the entire dynamic range of the information that's captured. And so the camera, by default, selects a what it believes to be the, the best uh, way to display an image. But that's not always the best way. And so uh, a lot of photographers these days like to use the RAW format uh, because it it allows a greater flexibility in ultimately um, editing the final picture that gets printed or displayed online. Now, the RAW format, the, the issue with the RAW format is that uh, every camera manufacturer basically has their own uh, format. So the script, because I, I have two Nikon cameras that shoot RAW, shoot raw images, uh, specifically looks for those file extensions. And if you shoot Canon or Olympus or some other, um, you have some other camera, you may have to edit the script a little to Daddy. get it to work. Now, the cameras that I use are Nikons. Uh, they both shoot uh, raw images. Because of that, my script is really tailored to use the Nikon raw image file format. If you have a different camera, let's say a Canon, Olympus, uh, Sony, whatever it may be, you may have to change the script a little to use the uh, raw file formats that your particular camera creates. Now using DC RAW it should be a pretty simple matter of just changing the file extension that the script looks for. But uh, because I, those are the only two cameras that I have, that's all I've been able to test it with. So if you have any trouble, let me know and I'll see maybe I can help you out. Uh, the, th the next dependency is Google CL. Google CL is a command line utility that interfaces with vari various Google uh, services and the one that I use use it for uh, used to be called Picasa and now has been integrated into Google Plus and essentially what it does is take all the images that I have and upload it into my Google Plus account. Now you'll have to supply it with your Google account information so the first time you run it's going to ask for you, you to authenticate through your web browser um, and give it your email address and password and um, after that initial setup, it will remember that information. So what I recommend if you're going to use that particular feature of this script is to run the Google CL independently. Make sure that it's registered with your Google account. 
that you authorize it to access your your services and then run the script um, because it may prevent it from working correctly if it can't uh, get access to your account information. Uh, the next one, of course, is rsync. rsync is the utility which will sync the images that are organized in their folders to wherever the ultimate destination where you're going to put them. And I find rsync to be very useful because I make sure that I don't, uh, or that I if if I have any newer pictures, that it only copies the new pictures and not the old pictures. And the last one is S3CMD, which is a command line utility to interface with S3-like services, and that's what I use to back up. Uh, my files to the DreamHost uh, cloud objects, I believe it's called. Oh, I'm sorry, Dream Objects uh, service. Okay, with that out of the way, let's open up the actual script in our favorite text editor. I prefer Emacs, so I'm looking at it right now using Emacs. And um, the very top of the script, you'll find a... Um, a number of variables, some of which you may want to change. So let me go over those. The that you'll there's a environment variable that is declared called tempdir, and that is the default temp location. Like I said, it creates a folder in the slash temp directory uh, called photos. And if that's not your preferred location, you can always change that. It doesn't have to be in the temp directory. It could be anywhere on your computer. Uh, just set that to somewhere where you'd want it to store these files that it's processing. At the end of the process, unless if unless you select the no delete option, it deletes this folder, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, the most important thing to keep in mind is that you have set a location that is um, large enough to store all your information. And like we went over before in some of the command line uh, command line options that are available to you to this script. You can change it at the moment that you run it. The next one that you want to take a look at is called destination. Currently it's set to slash media, slash tier, slash pictures, slash photos. That's where I store my pictures. Uh, that's the destination that I want them to go to. You'll have to change that to yours because more than likely you won't have the same folder structure on your computer that I have on mine. And then after that, you'll see the Google user. That's my email address. Um, you'll want to change that to your own email address uh, if you're going to use these Google services. Uh, a couple of defaults are set as well. Uh, Google Backup is set to true. And by default, you can set that to false if you don't want it to run every time. Um, SD is set to false, which is the, uh, the card or folder that you want to backup images from. Uh, and uh, no delete is set to false too. S3 backup is also set to false. Uh, next part of my script looks at all the dependencies and uh, creates variables that uh, are the same name as the applications. So you'll there's several applications that I use. There's Find, GPhoto2, uh, Google, DC Raw, RSync, Rename, Tar, S3 CMD. All of those are created as variables in this particular script. Then I go through those variables and do the sanity checks, make sure all the applications are installed. If it's not installed on your computer, you'll receive an error when running this particular script to notify you to go ahead, to go ahead and use your uh, package manager to install them. And skipping down a little farther, you'll see the help uh, text that we already went through. And uh, you'll see the part of the code that goes through the different 
command line options and tries to identify which ones you had uh, picked. Now, if there are any bash scripters out there that could uh, offer me some assistance, I've had some bugs in the script that I can't quite figure out. And that is uh, sometimes it matters, or sometimes the order in which you pass these command line arguments uh, matters. And I'd like to find some sort of way to be able to uh, make that less important or more robust so that it would the script would work no matter what order I put these uh, command line arguments. I find I find that it's uh, usually an issue when I'm mixing command line arguments that accept an argument with those that do not. But uh, again, if any any bash scripters out there could help me out, I'd really appreciate it. A little farther down in the script is where I define the functions that I use. The first function I have defined is one called convert to JPEG, which takes a folder of images. Um, and goes through all the files in those folders and uses as the DC raw program to um, convert the raw files to JPEGs. Later on in the script, I'll use these JPEGs to resize them and upload them to Google Plus because Google Plus will not display raw images, so they need to be converted into JPEGs first. Then uh, the next function I have is one called resize to thumb, and that will take those JPEG images and resize them to a size of no more than 2048 pixels by 2048 pixels. In my research, this is this was or is the largest file size that Google Plus will accept without charging extra. Uh, after that, there is a function called import photos and that uses the gphoto2 program to import pictures off of the camera that i have connected now more recently i've stopped using that method i don't no longer connect my camera directly to my computer because i purchased an sd card reader and i prefer to use that instead so i haven't tested that in a while hopefully it still works okay um, and hopefully it's not too dependent on my particular models of camera but using an SD card reader, I've found to be uh, a lot faster and it doesn't drain my camera battery. So it's really my preferred method of, you, of uh, importing my pictures. The function after that is one called remove spaces. And that's really to make the naming of these files a little more consistent. Because, um, you know, some cameras or some user default, uh, defaults may uh, add spaces to the files, which will more make it makes it a little more complicated to deal with in the script so I just decided let's take them all out um, then the function after that is to sort images that will uh, put them in the folder structure that ultimately I want to copy over which like I said before was uh, a structure of a folder named after the year the picture was taken in and then a subfolder named after the specific uh, date in which the picture was taken and uh, the last function that I have is to create the S3 backup, and it's called Archive Folder. It takes a folder of images, converts it into a, or compresses it into a tar.bz2 file, and then uses the S3 CMD to upload it into the S3 bucket that's already been created. If you're not familiar with S3, uh, I or the S3 API, um, I, it would be w worth maybe another HPR episode to go over that process. Uh, but you do have to create a bucket before you use the script to upload it. Um, 
Moving down a little farther is the actual script part. These, this is the part that actually runs and does all the work. Uh, the first thing that it does is create the temp directory and moves into the temp directory. And then it checks to see whether or not I want to make a S3 backup. And I put that right there uh, because I wanted to exit the script if all I want to do is do the S3 backup. Like I said, usually I don't do the S3 backup at the same time that I'm importing my pictures. So if, if I do decide to do the S3 backup, I want it to exit before it goes through the process of doing the rest of the script. Um, then I moving down a little further is what the normal work process would be for the script, which is to import the photos, remove the spaces from the files, um, convert all the files to lowercase, uh, just to make it, the naming consistent, sort them into the structure that I uh, want them to be in, which is again, the folder named after the year, then a subfolder named after the specific date, and then uh, create the JPEGs, uh, which <clears throat> which will be uh, uploaded into the Google Plus. Now, if you look in this particular section, you'll see that it's using the convert to JPEG function that I talked about earlier. And it's converting all the files that are in the .nef and .nrw file format. Now, if you have a camera that's not an icon, or if you have an icon that uses a different RAW format, you'll have to change this particular uh, file extension. And so it will convert all these files, these RAW pictures, into JPEGs, and then resize them into a thumbnail size. Then it checks if you want to uh, upload them to Google+, and if you do, it will upload them into your username, uh, into your Google account, in a folder called backup and the date of the that the uh, script was run. Oh, excuse me. So it uploads them to your user account, uh, to Google uh, Plus, in a folder which you'll find under uh, photos called backup and the date that this particular script was run. And then. Almost the last thing is to rsync the temp directory that we've sorted all the pictures to uh, to the ultimate destination where we're going to keep these pictures for hopefully forever. And then it does a little bit of cleanup by removing the temp directory and exiting. So that's a quick overview of my script. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I look forward to receiving any feedback. And if you have a better way to manage your pictures or I would say a more hacker public radio way to manage your pictures please create an episode i uh, really find it a pleasure to listen to those so that'll do it for me again my name is tony Pelias. feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions uh, or would like help getting this script started on your computer uh, thanks a lot bye-bye You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. 
unless otherwise stated. Today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.